Michael Smith, do you know what I'm thankful for? What's that? That we get to host the Canes cast. Welcome to episode 18 of the Canes cast. Was just in time for Thanksgiving. Perfect. Was that a cold open? Do cold opens exist in podcasts? It's our podcast. I think we can honestly do whatever we want, Michael Smith. He is the web's Michael Smith. He does everything from web reporting to putting up all of the fun little graphics and gifs and answering tweet mail every single Wednesday. And you are TV's Mike Maniscalco. You answer questions really on a daily basis. Pretty much. uh, From from anyone. And then on the pregame show, of course, on uh, Fox Sports Carolinas and occasionally... Fox Sports Southeast, and you can always see them on CarolinaHurricanes.com fronting all of our video content. Please visit the website. Yeah, (laughs) Hurricanes.com. It's good for both of us when you do. Coming up on this edition of the Canescast episode 18, Justin Falk, Carolina Hurricanes co-captain, will be joining us. We will have another edition of If You Like It, Take It. If not, send it right back. Coming your way, plus questions via the Twitter machine and the old email. Yeah, we got a few uh, unprompted questions, really, which is, you know, we're happy to answer anytime, uh, and we'll get to those later on. Yeah, unprompted, prompted. Anytime you've got questions, we'll do our best to answer them for yeah, you here. We, we can't promise we, we can answer every question, but we'll get to as many as we can. Well, once again, I feel at the top of the show, it's important for people who are just joining in, for Hurricanes fans or hockey fans who might have just found this on iTunes or Google Play, the motto of this Canes cast, of our podcast, is – they don't tell us anything, and we don't know anything. Right. We we uh, like to think that we do. Yes. And we fill up 30 to 40 minutes of time each week uh, talking about things that we think we know a lot about. And maybe we know a little bit about them. A little. Just a little. Just a little. Just, right. just enough to... Uh, be dangerous. Right. <laughs> or to be correct. Yeah. So that's all. Like when people are always looking for injury news, we can honestly tell you, all we know is what they tell us. Yeah, uh, Lee Stepniak is a is a popular one yeah. at the moment, and I completely understand why. Um, you, you know, we haven't really seen him since the preseason. Um, he went down to Charlotte for a conditioning stint, got hurt on the first or second shift there, left the game, had to return, of course, to, to the Hurricanes because of his injury. And now, you know, the latest we've heard from Bill Peters is that he's likely going to be out for a while how long exactly that is we don't know uh we haven't seen him really around much uh i don't believe he skated i could be wrong i don't think i've seen him skate since his assignment to charlotte and then the injury and coming back right. I haven't so seen it's him. It, it, it's a uh, as far as we know a separate upper body injury for for lee stepniak and so the hurricanes right now is is just they're they're proceeding uh as though they don't have him for the time being and for the foreseeable future as to when he will return that's uh that's unknown at this point as well he's he's currently on injured reserve um might be a good idea for him to to do maybe another conditioning stint when whenever he might return because again he's going to be trying to come back into a league that's that's very much so up and running uh whenever you know he gets to the point where he's ready to return so that that's a question we get a lot, and I understand why. But we just uh, we don't have much to go on at this point, except that he's got an upper body injury. He's on injured reserve, uh, and he's out for for a while. It seems. Yeah, that's the update on Lee Stemniak. The good news, though, is that's really the only injury that we're looking at as far as the Carolina Hurricanes are concerned with. Yeah, uh, Josh Joris uh, set out the other night with a lower body injury, and and, and Bill Peters said 
really they just kind of wanted to get ahead of something that might uh, keep him out for uh, an extended period of time. So they were able to give him some rest uh, the other night in Buffalo. And, of course, he, he returns to the lineup the next night here against the uh, the New York Islanders. So uh, it's just being smart, really, at this time of year. When, when you have depth, and the Hurricanes have it right now, with, uh, with 13 healthy forwards now uh, in Raleigh and, and seven healthy defensemen, they have the luxury of being able to, to shuffle in some, some fresh bodies into the lineup, and they did that against the Islanders, and it, it seemed to pay off quite well. Yeah, it, it has, and that's, again, early season luxury that you have guys that you can plug in and play. Marcus Kruger had an illness, and he comes back from it and was very good against Buffalo and very good the the next night against the New York Islanders or the next late afternoon, however you want to look at it. Somebody who's been very good, so good he was named the first star of the week in the National Hockey League, that's Tavo Teravainen. Five goals, five assists, ten points. He was on fire. A hat trick against the Dallas Stars. Two goals the other night against the New York Islanders. This is a guy who I think he's starting to figure it out, life on the wing. And, oh, by the way, in 100 games as a member of the Carolina Hurricanes, he has more points than he had in 115 games with the Chicago Blackhawks. And it comes down to something really simple. He said Rod Brindamore told him about this. I don't even know if we covered this the last time on the Canes cast. But they want him to shoot the puck more because he's got such a good release and such a a good snapshot that it fools goaltenders of how quick the puck gets on him. He's shooting the puck more, and the Canes are seeing the dividends of that. Let's see if he can keep it up. I I see no reason for him to slow down. doesn't mean he's going to score two goals every other game. But I think more goals are definitely ahead for number 86 for this team. Right. He's he's leading the team right now with, with 19 points uh, in 19 games. That's eight goals, 11 assists. I don't think he's going to, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to finish the season with 82 points in 82 games. That would be pretty impressive. The Hurricanes would gladly take that. Absolutely. Um, but he, uh, this is exactly the type of player that the Hurricanes hoped they were getting when they traded for him. You know, he's a, he's a young forward sort of coming into to really his prime in the NHL. And I think what you're seeing lately is he just has great chemistry with his line mates, Jordan Stahl and Sebastian Ajo. And he is he's getting the puck on net with regularity. Ajo and Stahl are finding him in open areas of the ice. And he's letting, as you said, that, that really good shot go. And he's beating goaltenders with it. So if the Hurricanes can get regular production out of Teravainen, and he's one of the ones we talked about, too, at the beginning of the season that – if the Hurricanes were to qualify for the playoffs, they need more consistent offense. And he was a name that you kind of pointed to in saying it would be nice if if he could contribute with more regularity. And I think you're seeing just that uh, through the first, what, month and a half here to start the season. And uh, and hopefully it continues for the, for the Hurricanes. Well, let's also continue with that theme and talk about the line that is known as the TSA line or between two fins, which is Jordan Stahl centering for Tavo Teravainen. And a man who has scored in four consecutive games, Bill Peters, the head coach, kept saying, look, when Sebastian Ajo scores a goal, that's going to open up the floodgates. Four straight games with a goal now for number 20. He is ahead of last year's scoring pace where he had 24 goals as a rookie. He's ahead of his assist pace of last year at this time. That line, and I was going to save this question maybe for our little segment, which if you like it, take it. If not. Send it right back. But I think I'm going to bring this out right now, Michael, okay. and I'll put it more of a, a statement question. We know how we love those. Yeah. Can- I think I gave Justin Falk one here in just a little bit. <laughs> well, people will hear it coming up, but it's one of those things where the Canes have found their number one line. 
Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and number one line in terms of offensive production because you've got three very talented people there. And you talk to Jordan Stahl, and, you know, he, he takes the humble hockey approach yeah. and, and says, like, oh, the, these two guys are really talented. I've got the easy part just getting the puck to them. But he does a lot of the work on that line, just opening up space for those two because he's such a, a big, strong man. I mean, we saw in, in Brooklyn when he just – absolutely manhandled Matthew Barzal off the puck uh, there in the corner to, to lead to, I bet, yeah, it was Sebastian Ajo's goal. Um, so that line really clicking right now. Sebastian Ajo, I think one um, that you could have made a case uh, should have been another star yeah. of the week. I mean, I, I don't pay much attention to the stars of the week if, you know, the Hurricanes aren't included. So I'm not sure if there's – I'm sure there's been a time when, when two people from – two players on a team have, have been named stars. But – I think you could have definitely made the case for Ajo uh, four goals and five assists in the week, just a point behind uh, Teravainen's production, four goals and, and four straight games, as you were saying, his first four of the season. Um, he's uh, shooting percentage right at 8% right now. You know that's going to go up. He's going to continue to score goals. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, w we said it, you know, it just be patient for Ajo to score his first because once he scores his first, they're going to keep on coming, and that's what you're seeing. But – they produce offensively on the other side of it. They also do a, a really great job of, of shutting down the opposition. Really responsible top line. defensively, yeah. And lots of times when you think of a top line, you don't think of how, how well they play in their own end of the rink. That's what this group does. And I think we can say, well, these numbers might be bumped up a little bit because of the hot streak that they're on, but 19, 17, and 15 points respectively for that line. And that's pretty good. That's top-line numbers right there. And remember, they haven't played together from day one of this season, Michael. So as far as this line goes, that's what you like to see. Now what does this do for the rest of the team? Can it create a little bit more chemistry? We'll see. But we're not the coach. We're not management. I'd like to see this line stay together and you run with it. If you want to tinker with the other nine forwards, go right ahead. But let this line build some chemistry because you're going to need it with the upcoming month where this team is never home in the month of December. Right, and th and that's a line that the Hurricanes have going right now. I think they would like to get some of the, their other lines going consistently. Um, Got to look at Elias Lindholm in the middle of the other night with uh, with Jeff Skinner uh, as, as his winger. Um, I like that. Yeah, I do too. I, re I really like that line. It creates, and, and maybe we talk about this a little bit, it creates a bit of a situation for Victor Rask where – now he was a healthy scratch the other night, um, not producing uh, as much, I think, as the Hurricanes would like. Um, so he gets a chance to, to, to watch a game from a different angle. Nothing wrong with that. You know, it's a, take a little breather, especially on a back-to-back. -back. But now he's in a situation where those 12 forwards played really well together the other night. Bill Peters said he's not going to change him up for Wednesday's game against the New York Rangers. So now Victor Rask is faced with the situation of how do I work my way back into the lineup? it's a tough road ahead for him, but we all know that he's he's got that upside to him. Yeah. And 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 he can do it. But but the Hurricanes are looking for, for maybe more consistency throughout the lineup. And, and maybe if they find someone with Elias Lindholm in the middle, then that's going to be tough to sort of pivot off of. It is, Michael, but I also am a big believer in competition. Never hurts. Yeah, it never exactly. does. Because now, Victor Rask, how is he going to get back on the ice? We, we talked the, about this with Bill Peters today, and he said you've got to find a way to prove it, and it's going to be in practice. It's going to be how he carries himself. He'll get back in. I mean, sure. there's, there's no sure. doubt that Victor Rask is going to find a way back onto 
the center position and on the NHL ice for this team. But the question is, what does he do once he gets there? And look, this is the Canes cast. We're trailing, We're trying to tell you where the Canes are. He has five points in 18 games, Michael. And he's a guy who's counted on to be an offensive producer. That's one of his roles on this team. And this is something where maybe a couple of days off, a couple of games out, you get that hunger, you get the desire, whatever you want to call it, will do him well. And I don't have a big issue with this because it's a situation where maybe the Canes get that center they were looking for for Jeff Skinner with Elias Lindholm. You know, Lindholm was drafted as a center. That was where he was projected where he was going to play. I've seen him do this on the power play, Mike, as a great setup guy. Let's see how he is as a setup guy in the middle again. And uh, also, why they're going to get another look at this, the game against the Islanders, there were seven penalties taken by the Carolina Hurricanes. That alone was newsworthy. This team never takes penalties. They took seven. So there wasn't a lot of time for Lindholm, Skinner, and DiGiuseppe to show as a line even strength, Bill Peters wants to get another look at that, and that's that's the other part of that line too. Is that I like is is Phil DiGiuseppe and um, you know his recall. What I guess uh, a week ago or so, yeah. uh, he's gotten into the lineup. First got into the lineup when when Kruger uh, fell ill. So again, just somebody taking advantage of an opportunity, and he's a guy who can bring some physicality to the lineup. Uh, he can bring uh, a bit of an offensive flair. I mean, you saw it the other night that the play that that line made Skinner on the on the entry drew about three defenders to him, obviously because he's he's good, uh, and uh, was able to dish it off to to Di Giuseppe, who really great fake shot, and then Lindy, uh, you know, comes basically streaking through the yeah. middle for the goal. That line, I think, has a lot of potential, and I would like to see that, as Bill Peters said maybe develop into something, and it's going to take more than a game to, to really see what you got there. Yeah, and they're going to get another chance to play together against the Rangers, depending on when you're listening to the Canes cast. This is Thanksgiving week, and we are very thankful that we are going to have a chance to talk to the co-captain of the Carolina Hurricanes, Justin Falk, in just a second. But the lines are starting to fill out where you get, this is what we know what we have. The TSA line is together in the Marcus Kruger line. That features, and you can take your pick, of Brock McGinn or Josh Juris and Joachim Nordstrom. But that checking line, energy line, don't call it a fourth line, the Marcus Kruger line. So you've got two lines that are set. Now you got six other forwards who you can you know, intermingle. Or you can move up Brock McGinn, as we've seen. He's had a chance to play with Derek Ryan or when Victor Rask was the center and Justin Williams. So we'll see how this is going to play out for the team. But right now the lines are starting to shape up. We know the decor is starting to shape up as well. People are going to know we've talked about Victor Rask. The Hayden Flurry uh, healthy scratch situation was something that Bill Peters said they were going to do anyway because he is a rookie. And the last time they played back-to-back games, he wasn't so good in the second half of the back-to-back. And you know he's going to play a lot of NHL hockey. So there's nothing wrong with giving a young guy a chance to look. And also, you get you got to get Klaus Dahlbeck in a game every now and again. You can't right. have a guy sit for thirty straight games. Yeah, the the game definitely looks easier from up above. Uh, guys say that every time, the time they get up, um, get up to press row, they're like, "Wow, this! Yeah, no wonder you guys, you know, this game looks really easy from up here." Um, and yeah, so so giving Hayden Fleury a chance just to assess the game from a different angle, be able to you know digest some game film talk with the coaching staff about what they expect of him on a game-to-game basis 
um, just to give him a breather is never a bad thing. And like you said, getting Klaus Dahl back into the lineup, uh, he's been he's been great for this team just throughout the season, being ready whenever he's called upon. You know, he's um, he's kind of accepted that role as the yeah. depth of defenseman on the team, um, and he, and he's very capable when he is able to step into the lineup. And so the Hurricanes felt comfortable making that switch the other night against uh, New York and. Yeah, you don't want him to sit too long because then if he's pressed into action, uh, you know, and has been sitting for a month, there's going to be some some rust, understandably. Well, there's not rust on Justin Falk, and we had a chance to catch up with the co-captain of the Carolina Hurricanes on this edition of the Canes Cast. Justin, as we get a look at the schedule right now, the wins are starting to come into to play for this team. What's been the, the difference you look from October to now, November, where goals are going in, confidence might be a little bit higher for this club? Uh we're playing more of a complete game, I think. Um, was saying there for a while we couldn't we couldn't score a bunch of goals and then keep them out of our net at the same time, and, or uh, keep them out of our net and then score a bunch of goals. We were having trouble uh, getting a little bit of both there. Um, and and you look lately, our, our goals against have uh, have dropped pretty good, and uh, both goaltenders have been playing great. And uh, uh, defensively, we're, we've uh, sharpened some things up and, and uh, given up less chances, I think. And, uh, and, and when that happens, generally you have the puck more, a little bit more offense, and, and we're able to generate and uh, score some goals. And I think we all know, uh, I don't know what you guys call them. Uh, I see it all over Twitter, but uh, I'll just go with Terravine and Stall and AO. Uh, uh, they've been playing great, and uh, obviously last week, and uh, Turbo is rewarded uh, with that uh, first start of the week. So um, we've just been kind of putting together as a group more for uh, 60 minutes. Uh, between two fins or. TSA works, whichever yeah. you're comfortable yeah. with. We're with you. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure what's appropriate for our uh, listeners here. <laughs> uh, speaking of Turbo, just what have you seen from your vantage point? How has uh, he been able to find the back of the net with regularity here lately? And and uh, just talk about his, his skill set as, as a, a forward in this league. Uh, it, it seems like he, I mean, I don't know the numbers for sure, but uh, maybe shooting the puck a little bit more, uh, a little more confident with the shot. Uh, I know. I know. There's one situation on the ice where we talked about getting him some shots and, and letting him rip. And uh, he's got such good hands and he's such a good passer that uh, it's probably hard for him to. to as you could see on uh, the first goal the other night, sauce pass about halfway across the ice and 10 feet in the air, just lands on the stick and in the net. But um, you know, so it's probably a little harder for him to, to turn those down and uh, and actually shoot the puck. But uh, he's got a good shot. He's been doing that uh, as of late and uh, letting it go and. And uh, like I said before, he's getting rewarded for it, and uh, he's playing good hockey all over the ice. Now, as a teammate, he talks about that it's hard for him to have the shoot-first mentality. I know that you also are generous. You've had a whole bunch of assists lately, but can you tell guys, hey, if we give it to you, go ahead and shoot it. We'll go get it for you. Don't worry about it. Does that go on in the locker room with the guys? Uh, yeah, I think so to a certain extent. Uh, if you're wide open back door, you might want the pass but <laughs> <laughs> instead of the shot. But, uh, yeah, I mean – Rarely does anything bad come from shooting the puck. Uh, you can overpass situations and, and create turnovers on our own. Uh, essentially, shoot ourselves in the foot by by overpassing sometimes, and and uh, you have to have that selfish mentality once in a while to, to shoot. You know, it's a two on one, three on two, or something, and and uh, just get the puck to the net and create a create a rebound if anything. Um, uh, and like like you said, it's it's tough for some guys to, to have that in them, and, and they want to pass their teammates, they want to make their teammates better. But uh, there's definitely a time and place where uh, you just grab it and look at the net and uh, hope it goes in. I guess. 
You've got a rookie defenseman seated a few seats down from you here in the locker room. How have you seen Hayden Fleury sort of come into the league this year? Uh, he's been good. I think uh, it's tough as a, as a young guy to come in and, and play well. I've been saying that for years now, obviously, with the with the group we have uh, being probably the youngest decor in the league or, or pretty close. Um, uh, he's, he's adapted pretty well. He's, he's got a getting or getting more thrown on his plate uh, every game obviously minus the last one but uh, he's been out there on the penalty kill and uh, has that responsibility and uh, he's getting some minutes five on five and and uh, he's definitely uh, doing pretty good with it I think and uh, uh, it's tough and and you, you like to say that with guys like that as they get more comfortable uh, they just get better and better follow up on Hayden as co-captain do you force him to keep that mustache or do you tell him to shave it every day I didn't know he was wearing one <laughs> So that means it's very poor. Okay, uh, we were because I wasn't sure. I thought that's why I thought it was one, but it's not. But you look at this locker room. There is, there seems to be a really, really good. I hate to use the word camaraderie, but the guys do seem to get along. How important is that? I mean, you won a, a national title at Minnesota Duluth. All the guys got along. It seemed from that team. How important is it for the guys to you know be able to you know pick rag on the guys, have fun like that away from the rink? Uh, it's huge. I think. Uh, Anytime you can get a 20 guys in the room uh, having a good time together, whether it's at, at the rink, away from the rink, whatever, uh, at home, on the road, obviously there's circumstances with families that uh, guys aren't spending all their time time together away from the rink at home. But um, to have that where they enjoy being around each other every day and, and uh, uh, wanting to be together, it makes it much easier to come to the rink and, and put in the work, whether it's practice, game, you, you know, you have each other's back. and. Uh, like you said, I, I was lucky enough to experience that in school. It's probably a little easier with uh, a bunch of college kids having a good time and uh, not really caring about what else happens. <laughs> and, uh, uh, that's generally first priority for a lot of college kids. Uh, uh, but, you know, you talk to guys that have, that have won, and uh, Willie especially, uh, he, he still is in touch with a lot of guys that were on those teams that he won with, and, and he talks about how good the group was and, and uh, how important that was to their success. And, uh, that's what we're trying to build here is uh, a good a good organization that can compete every night and, and get in the playoffs and do some damage. And we know a lot of that starts with uh, ourselves here in the room. The listeners uh, can't see it, but you're wearing a True Defenders hat with the uh, the new logo on it that you actually helped design, right? This isn't a camera? No. Oh, okay. Well, here it is, guys. Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, a new little twist in a sense, not not necessarily a twist, but uh, addition to the to the program this year a little bit. Uh, we were doing it again, and Fonville um, Morrissey wanted to come along and, and uh, kind of help help the program out. And uh, we thought, uh, with their generosity as well, um, we can enhance the program and, and do some new stuff. Where uh, you know, even just as simple as adding a, a shirt or a new shirt and a, a new hat and a, a logo to go along with it, that can kind of uh, stand out a little bit more and put. A little more hands been on, on uh, the program itself, more so for uh, the veterans themselves and active military members that, that do get to uh, come to the games and, and uh, uh, we can show their our appreciation for. Um, and it's uh, it's been good this year, I think, uh, so far. It's only, we only have six games on the schedule, but, but with that, uh, you know, they're able to be, sit in a suite, have food and beverage provided and uh, see the game from maybe a, a different vantage point than uh, sitting in the stands and uh, having to go get their own beers. So hopefully they can uh, just have plenty in the, in the suite for them. But uh, we're happy to do it. Uh, we're very appreciative for everything uh, our active and uh, past military members have done for 
for us in this country, and uh, we think it's the least we could do. To, to that, is it humbling, like, after a game when they come up and thank you for, for giving them the opportunity to watch the game? Yeah, I, I, I don't even really want them to say that. It's uh, I'm just trying to thank them for, for uh, everything they've done and uh, even just taking time to come out to a game and, and experience it and uh, allowing us to, to show our appreciation, like I said. And, um, they've been great. Uh, you know, the kids in the community is, uh, has been great in uh, organizing all this too and um, getting it set up so that I think they can have a good experience and uh, that's what we, we want to be able to provide here. It's, it's just a, a fun fun day away from work maybe for them and uh, get to experience some, some good Canes hockey. American Thanksgiving is coming up, or as we like to call the it, only. Thanksgiving. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, what's your go-to uh, meal item? Turkey. <laughs> other than turkey. <laughs> you? Other than turkey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like ham. Okay, yeah. okay. Stuffing first. I go for the stuffing, and then the turkey will just come in. Uh, I'm, I'm just pretty bland. Turkey, mashed, mashed potatoes, uh, maybe some green beans, green bean casserole or something. Uh, nothing too crazy. I don't uh, garnish it with cranberry. No, no, that's disgusting. No, whatever, no, no. whatever they call it on the Food Network or <laughs> something. But um, yeah, just uh, good old turkey mashed mashed potatoes is uh, is uh, plenty for me. And uh, Justin, speaking for Michael Smith, thank you for keeping your shirt on during this interview. It's very appropriate. Oh, I didn't know that shirts were optional. I would have maybe shown you something. <laughs> Thank God this is the Canes cast. If you're tuning in, by the way, thank you for the millions of Twitters we'll get right now going, why don't you have him take his shirt off right now? Thank you, Justin. Well, if we were live on TV, it definitely would have been off, but no, no problem. Thanks for having me on. A true American, yeah, Justin Falk. I would absolutely just endorse, second, whatever you're looking for, for that comment right there. Uh, great stuff that he and Noah Hannafin do with the True Defenders program. Yeah, yeah and, really good. You know, going for the turkey. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I'm I mean, a stuffing guy, but I mean stuffing first, because the turkey's always. Gonna I, be that there. was that was definitely a softball. <laughs> I guess I should have specified other than turkey. Yeah, but uh, but a, but a solid answer. And yes, when we say Thanksgiving, we mean the the real one. Yeah, American Thanksgiving. Sorry, yeah, sorry. You know, yours is nice. And again, sorry, we would like to we would like to celebrate two Thanksgivings if we sure, could. Yeah, invite us up there. Yeah, Michael and I will come. We'll bring some dishes. Yeah. Green bean casserole. Yeah, why not? Whatever you want. Yeah. Dressing or stuffing, you whatever you it. call it. Do you call it dressing or do you call it stuffing? Uh, stuffing. Thank yeah, you. for sure. Is dressing a Canadian thing? No, or? dressing is a southern thing. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I've no, been told. No, stuffing. Yeah. And so, I don't, I don't, you and I are on the same page on this one. Yeah. But thanks again to Justin Falk. Uh, and that mustache is extremely <laughs> it's strong. It's pretty good. I think, did we touch on it last podcast that he might have had a head start? Yeah, Jordan yeah. Stahl kind of called him out for yeah. that one. Uh, the also other side of this is he was wearing his shirt. Please don't ask us for pictures of we, him with his shirt off. We did note that, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Please. Because that happened with Jeff Skinner. We're not there to do that. It's kind of creepy. Not our job. All right? That's public address announcement here on episode 18 of the Canes cast. Keep your shirt on. Just in time for Thanksgiving. Oh, hey. look at you. Did you just name this thing? Speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, just for a second, we spent uh, Thanksgiving last year in Montreal. Um, uh, we had, you were there for Ruben's lunch, right? No. 
No. No. Last year? Yeah. Uh, I oh, don't know no, if we, you, yeah. <laughs> we can't we <laughs> you came later in the year to Rubens. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh let's call that. Let, all right, let's get into this. You opened up the door. <laughs> well, so was, here we are. No, no, Michael Smith. It's I know Festivus is around Christmas time, but here's an airing of the grievances. So every, I take this up with somebody else. I I did take this up <laughs> with somebody else, and their answer to me was the shruggy emoji. Yeah. So yeah. just sometimes there's an optional skate where only a few players will skate for the Carolina Hurricanes. As there was in uh, Buffalo on yes. Saturday morning. And you and I both went to the optional skate. Well, in Montreal, there was an optional skate uh, before it was – I don't even think it was a game day. I think it was a practice, or was it a game day? No, uh, the team had practiced uh, the, the day, day before. before. Yes. There was an optional skate on the morning of Thanksgiving. So it was – yes, the morning of Thanksgiving – and it was one of those things where it's an optional. I'm like, hey, do we have to go? No, it's an optional skate. You don't have to go. So I'm mapping out in my head when most people would be back if they went to the optional skate. And I said, hey, guys, want to go to lunch? Already there. Rookie mistake. <laughs> All right. Emi, I'll own it then. That's fine. But we uh, we got to Rubens eventually. Yes, but, we did. So the, the point of all of this uh, is that I'm glad we're uh, – I'm glad there are a couple of home games surrounding Thanksgiving this yes. year just so we can spend some time uh, with family. Uh, we got to spend, you know, Thanksgiving with, with our work family last year, and, and the work family is one we spend a lot of time with, probably more so than our, our actual families uh, during the hockey season. But but it will be nice to uh, to get home and – and have a home-cooked meal at, uh, maybe on I'll Thanksgiving. To, maybe I'll go to Ruben's on Thanksgiving and invite <laughs> you later. Still a sore subject. But nonetheless, now you got a Tales from the Road yeah. in this edition. Yep. So, all right, we're all good. I'm yeah. all right with it. We did get to go to yeah, Ruben's. Smoothed it over. And when we did go to Ruben's, who did we see there? We saw Chuck Caton uh. and Bud Lane. Proud noise only. That's true. We saw them <laughs> both. So thank you. Yeah. All good. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Let's get this is a perfect setup for us to get into one of the things we like to do right now. Yes, we uh it's a new game, a new segment. Yes, game it is. segment, podcast. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. Yes. All right. We like this game. So I'll get into it right now. If you okay. like it, take I'm it. I'm going to think of one while you ask me. You know, you know we do this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I should really prepare for this. Well, no, I think that that might hurt the, the podcast <laughs> a little bit. But mine goes to the goaltending because we focus so much on the offense and, you know, the young defense and how they've been playing. But now the goaltending seems to have settled in, Michael. And I just really like the rhythm that both Scott Darling and Cam Ward has been in. And Cam Ward, in his five starts this year, has given you a chance to win pretty much every time. Had the big game in Edmonton where he faced 51 shots. He was good in a tough loss against the St. Louis Blues here. He was really good. He was great in Columbus. And then against the New York Islanders, he was outstanding. I mean, he was really at the top of his game. He was sharp. He was moving back and forth. And he makes a save on John Tavares where he comes out and challenges Andrew Ladd, but the puck goes to Tavares. He's a good 25 feet away from his crease, and he just catches the puck skating back. Really nonchalantly, too. I mean, you look at the replay, and he – he, uh, you know, takes out uh, Andrew Ladd with a nice slide into second base, we'll call it. And then and just sort of nonchalantly, you know, as he's skating back in, just uh, snags the puck in his glove and, and dumps it off to the side, and away the Hurricanes go. I believe it was on a power play, right? It was. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he's been he's been excellent. And, and that's exactly what the Hurricanes are looking for 
Um, you know, we talk about the transition to, to Scott Darling as a starter in the National Hockey League and, and Cam Ward having to face uh, this new role in his career really for the first time in, in over 10 years. He's not only handled it with, with uh, extreme professionalism, yeah. But he's been solid. He's been rock solid when the Hurricanes need him to be. And that's huge because when the Hurricanes uh, call Cam Ward's number, um, you know, on a, on a second half of a back-to-back or, uh, you know, maybe Scott Darling's played five straight games, needs a breather or whatever, it's really nice, uh, you know, for the Hurricanes to then say, okay, well, we have Cam Ward. He's still a really good goaltender, and we're going to have a good shot to win this game. Um, that, that's been a huge positive for the Hurricanes, I think, throughout this season. Looking ahead to the schedule, the next back-to-back isn't for another uh, couple of weeks. Maybe he gets in a game before that. I, I don't know. I, Mike Bales, uh, head coach Bill Peters has said Mike Bales has it sort of all mapped out, yep. um, you know, how he, how he envisions the schedule going. That could change, of course, with just the, the, the natural rhythms of the season and um, injuries if they, of course, unfortunately happen. But – uh, he's got it all mapped out, so I don't know if he gets in before that, but he's going to be relied upon heavily. I mean, the Hurricanes have 18 back-to-backs yeah. this season. That's that's probably 18 starts right there. For, yeah, there, for there's Cameron. a back there's a back-to-back to start in December. Yeah. So, you know, once we and get through one here, on the road, that yeah, road trip. Where there's, there's I'm not sure where Anaheim, Vegas. So he'll probably play in Vegas. You know, if you had to guess, but that's a you, tough game. You have the Rangers, then you have Vegas, then you have Buffalo and Columbus back-to-backs. I mean, he's going to get his time to play. So. That's it. But the uh, if you like it, take it part of this question is, for me, do you like how this tandem is being used right now? Because I really do. I think they've found the rhythm with this duo. I don't think I would change it right now. Yeah, I'm definitely taking it. Um, I, I really don't think you change it. I think, uh, uh, you know, in the past, the Hurricanes maybe have struggled to find a rhythm between their duo, um, you know, trying to – uh, to find somebody who's hot and ride them. But the Hurricanes now, I think, have this nice rhythm where they have their starting goaltender, they have their backup, they're both extremely reliable. Yeah. So just kind of stick to the plan and, and go with it. The, the one thing that I would, though, if I could send it back, is if they had it in their mind, and, and I don't know what the split was in their mind, is Scott Darling is a, a number one goaltender for the first time in his NHL career. I don't know if they had it like 60 and 22 but maybe I would up the workload for Cam Ward a little bit more, and I can lessen the workload for Scott Darling a little bit. You don't have to push him to 60 starts or 57 starts. Maybe you get to a, a 52-30 mix right now with the way yeah, these two 52, are playing. 52-30, yeah. 50-32, However you want. Yeah, however you want. 27, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you got to go 60-22, which is generally like a – a starter backup role or 25 is usually the backup role. I think you can rely on Cam Ward right now for about 30 games if you need him. Yeah, so. and I think I think that's I think that's the perfect split, quite honestly. Um, and, I, and honestly, you could rely on Cam Ward for more the way he's playing right now, if need be. Yeah, I mean, Bill Peter said the other day. You know, they talked talked with him over the weekend, probably in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, and you know, he basically said, "Look, whenever you call my name, I'm ready. Like, yep. I'm I'm ready to play." So. Uh, that that's that's a perfect situation for the Hurricanes. Uh, the way their goaltending situation is shaking out right now, and a, a really good relationship too between Scott Darling and Cam Ward, and, and that's very important. All right, what do you got for me? Okay, uh, we we touched on it briefly uh, earlier in the podcast, but when you look at Elias Lindholm in the National Hockey League, um, we've only seen him at center very briefly. Um, but do you like it or do you take it with him at center? 
Uh, oh, no. I like it, and I'm going to take it. I'm or not sending it right back. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. messed it up. If, <laughs> if I like it, I can take right. it. If I don't, send it right it's back. It's our own game, and I'm messing it up. No, I, li- I like him at center. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it. I'm going to take Elias Lindholm at center because I think how he is built, he can play 200 feet. He is more rugged than I think people give him credit for. And just watching his game, Michael, this is one that you could send back at me. But just watching his game, I think he is more a playmaker than he is a goal scorer. I think he's got more of the ability to make room and create plays for his wingers or his line mates than he is a guy who finishes those when they're set up for him, just from what we've seen in his career right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely taking him at center as well. And I would like to see, you know, how long the Hurricanes can stick with it and really let yeah. him develop in that position. Uh, he's he's solid in the faceoff circle. Um, and, I, and I do think he can develop into into a pretty good NHL center. And so the Hurricanes, if, if they want to, to, to turn him into a center, he's been a winger for, for most of his career so far, you do have to sort of commit to it and leave him there and let him develop. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that as well. All right, I got a follow-up for you, a little Thanksgiving edition. Cool. Uh, I think you know where I lie on the extras of Thanksgiving, the side dishes. So I'm a stuffing person. Forget turkey. That's the main event. We know that. And you threw out ham talking to Justin yeah. Falk. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a ham guy than a turkey guy. All right, that's a little bit weird, but <laughs> that's fine because I don't that's, know what I don't know if there's a side dish for ham. Like certain things go with turkey. Like well, ham so is just ham stuffing. So I'm nice. saying, what's the okay. go-to side dish for Michael Smith on oh, Thanksgiving? Well, for me, it's stuffing. Yeah. And if you send it right back, I'm gonna eat it. I. <laughs> I, stuffing I will send back because I don't go turkey, so I usually skip the stuffing. So I'll I'll send the stuffing back to you, and I'll take a I'll take some sort of casserole, like a, throw in like a corn casserole or a green bean casserole, or a, I don't know what what are some other Thanksgiving casseroles. Uh, you can do a bunch like a cheesy broccoli sure, casserole, yeah. like a rice and broccoli yep. casserole. Something Give like that, that to me. I will take uh, the casseroles. I'll send back the stuffing just because. I usually uh, go for the ham over the turkey. All right. Well, can take it. I'm going to eat it. Put gravy on it, <laughs> and I'll be happy. You're insane, but that's fine. Because nothing goes with ham. Maybe scalloped potatoes. Maybe. Well, I, I, I don't think you necessarily have to, to pair the main dish with a side dish. I think... Uh, that's what this is all about. Well, I think... Uh, it, it's about experiencing all that the, the, the buffet has to offer. Generally, I agree with that <laughs> statement. But not, on Thanksgiving. but not on Thanksgiving. It's about how everything complements the bird, Michael. Right. That's it. Yeah. Just putting that there. Well, I'll, you know, I'm sending it back. All right. Well, for you, sir, uh, I have a few things that we need to cover, like when people reach out to us on Twitter. Wait, wait, wait. One more. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm yeah. in. Well, Thanksgiving. I just, uh, I saw an email, so I, I thought about it. Uh, pies. Thanksgiving pies. Um, desserts, uh, if, if you're not full enough after filling your plate with turkey and stuffing and uh, all the accoutrement, uh, what do you go to for pie, apple or pumpkin? Pumpkin. Okay. My wife loves apple. I'm a, I'm a pumpkin pie I'm guy. I'm going apple. I'm taking apple, and I'm sending back pumpkin. That's fine. I will once again take that pumpkin pie. And send me the apple. And I will send you the apple. There we and go. And now we have an it's accord. It's perfect. We're all good. All right, Michael. Well, we've got some questions to get to, one via Twitter and one that is coming up on the old email. Let's get to our Twitter question, and you can actually, I hope, hear this. 
All right, Michael. So who has tattoos that we know of for the Carolina yeah, that, Hurricanes? that we know of uh, because, you know, we – there, there are certain tattoos that are visible, right? And we haven't really delved into uh, the ones that might not be visible. Uh, so let's see. We know of uh, Joakim Nordstrom. Joakim Nordstrom. Has tats. Uh, Hayden Fleury has tats. Ding. No, yeah. Noah Hannafin. Ding. Um, Brock McGinn, I believe. Ding. Scott Darling. Yeah, Scott Darling. Ding. We went over this earlier. Yes, we did. I don't know if this is like a game that you and I are playing and I have to keep <laughs> correcting you on this or no, not. No, just keep throwing out names because I'm trying to think of uh, who else is in the room. I was going to say. Does uh, does Giuseppe have any? I have not noticed. We've not, not that noticed. I, does uh, Marcus Kruger? Uh, I have not noticed if Marcus Kruger has hmm. tattoos. Once again, we go visible tattoos. Yeah, visible tattoos only. So Did we say uh, Noah Hannafin? We did say Noah Hannafin, okay. but if not, we'll say it again. Um, you said Hayden Flurry, correct? Yeah. So Did we cover them all? Uh, Josh Juris? Uh, I think that's six. Yeah. So there you go. So to answer your question, yes, there are um, a pretty good amount of tattoos in the room, I would say. Yes, that that are visible, and that's we w- we didn't go around and ask everybody. Yeah, and, and maybe that's uh um you know something that w- something we do in the future a little uh, deep dive into tattoos. Uh, so if if you'd like to hear that, or see that, or read about that, or all of the above, let us know. Yeah, I mean, if you get into if you are. Into the ink, that is a good thing for some people. Like some of the some of the tattoo work that we've seen is just outstanding. Uh, I mean that these guys, they've got their go-to person who they they trust, who they're all a part of, and things are are pretty solid you with some of the has, the ink that's really really good. You know who has tattoos is uh, Dave Paul. Yes, he does. One of the equipment managers for the Carolina Hurricanes. He's got a big. He's got a sleeve, doesn't he? Yes, and uh, we do want to thank that was Andrea Peterson who sent us the question, but uh, that was uh, one of the little ones in her house who very adorable asked the really question. Uh, so thank you at NC Superwoman for that. And the other question, uh, we kind of talked about it. Um, we touched on it a little bit. Uh, Peter Waltz uh, asks. Has Ward earned more starts? He's getting about a fourth of the starts. Maybe it should be a third. Would additional rest this year help Darling in his transition to to a starting goaltender? Yeah, no, we covered that question a little bit, but I think we can dive more into it. Uh, we covered it in the if you like it, keep Take, it. If not, send it send right, it right back. back. Uh, I will go to this. I think that the way he's playing right now, yes, but I'll also go back to what Bill Peters has told us, as Michael also said. Which is head, you know, head coach Bill Peters talks with goaltending coach Mike Bales. They go over this is how we think this is going to play out. But the way he's played, it warrants certainly more starts. But with eighteen back to backs, yeah, yeah that, he's I mean, going to get. He's he starts off the year with he's got eighteen games for sure. Right. So then you you think you find him, I don't know, ten to twelve, more fourteen, in there? ten to fourteen starts in between there. So yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think. Well, I, I know the Hurricanes don't want to, to really run Scott Darling into the ground this year. I mean, that's um, especially with a with a big goaltender um, and also especially with a goaltender who is 
um, transitioning into the starting role. This is the first year he's he's really taking that on. You don't want to overwhelm him with with the amount of, of starts and, and playing time that he's going to get. Um, you know, Cam Ward can help him in that department. How you know how to be mentally and and, yeah. and physically prepared on a nightly basis. But but yeah, I think the Hurricanes have a strategy, and I think I think you are going to end up seeing it in the neighborhood of uh, of maybe fifty two thirty ish. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's where it'll be. But I think that there's. If you just go off of there's 18 back-to-back, so that was 18 starts that he was definitely going to get, uh, I've got to think there's about 14 to 16 more starts on top of that for Cam. Yeah, and, and one of those was, was in Colorado. So that was a non-back-to-back situation for, for Cam Ward. Uh, didn't turn out so well for the Hurricanes, no. but uh, we'll just gloss over that. Yeah, no, that's the but that's the one start that you yeah. look at out yeah, of the five. He's and, been and, very good. And really that game was I, – I think the whole team would look at it and say, you know, they didn't have their best that night for for whatever reason. Uh, but uh, since that road trip, since that, that quick trip out to Colorado and Arizona, the team has certainly found uh, a nice little rhythm. And I think uh, this four-game homestand is – is is very important really yep. for the team to to start uh, stringing some wins together because uh, as Justin Williams said the other night in Buffalo, um, you know that win was a good positive first step, but the Hurricanes now have to to start putting something together. You can't keep um, winning a game or two, but then dropping a game or two because yep. that that doesn't get you anywhere. No. You, you need to string some wins together uh, and avoid those those long streaks where you go without getting points. Yeah, you've got to be. 10 to 15 games above NHL 500 if you're going to be a playoff team. So that's where we're at. Again, thankful that I get to do the Canes cast with Michael Smith. Yes, thankful that thankful for all our listeners, too, uh, you know, for tuning in week after week, uh, listening to this uh, fun little 30 to 40 minutes that we put together every week. Fun, irreverent, uh, hopefully a bit informational, hopefully, too. I'm going to go hopefully informational yeah. and uh, entertaining as well. Yeah. So we appreciate it. And as always, if you have suggestions for us or questions for us, We'd love to answer them and uh, echo Mike's sentiments. We're thankful that we get to do this, and you guys keep listening. So happy Thanksgiving to you, Michael. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Glad we get to spend it here uh, in Raleigh with our uh, with our close family. Absolutely. And that'll do it for this episode 18 of the Canes cast, just in time for Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.